We old folks, we used to call it channel. No. What's a channel? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Feld. I'm Elise Natariani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. And today we have a super interesting conversation with Gigi Gustin. But first, we're talking about my favorite quarantine hobby, streaming. Okay, wait, before we start, what exactly is streaming? I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's we where we are, ladies. Thank yeah, you. I was going to say, we have a different... I'm surprised by that. What do you think it is? I think it is watching a show on your computer. I, I always define streaming as like Netflix, Hulu, anything that you can just watch whatever app. you want. Basically, you can, you can watch that it. app on your... TV, like we have a very big TV mm -hmm. and that's what we put everything on. Right. I think it's who you're paying. If you're paying a cable company, that's using cable. I also think it might have to do with like on-demand stuff. Like if you're that's watching live TV, yeah. Let's go with that. That's the new okay. definition. Or that's yeah, what I we're think using. the answer is, well, it's very confusing what streaming is. It's one of those things where it's like the people who you're talking to know what you're talking about. I would never have gotten cable if I didn't have to get sports for, for John. Because when, yeah. when we moved in together, I just assumed we could just stream everything. And apparently every game is owned by a different channel and you have gonna to say, pay for everything separately. It's unreal. What's your, like your go-to platform? Does everyone know what a platform is? Okay, I, I think you're aiming that at me, that question. I'm just, just making yes, sure. Yes, I do. We, we old folks, we used to call it channel. That's basically what you mean. No, right? like, no. What's a channel? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's a, or a broadcast company, right? But it's, I don't know, it's a little different because I feel like channels had their, like, lane. Like, Nickelodeon's for kids. Food Network is for people who like food. But Netflix has all of that. I think it's interesting that you even are talking about channels because I never think of that. I just talk about shows. It never occurs to me what they're even on. Sometimes I don't even know what they're on. You mean platform? But you have to know Whatever. so you can find them again. Yeah. Plus, well, I think how, will you, how will you have conversations about what the best streaming platform is if you don't know where, which shows are on yeah. what? Because I don't think I ever have that conversation, actually. <laughs> I have that conversation <laughs> all the time. Really? Yeah, I feel like I do, too. Yeah. Really? Yes. I think as younger people who are more uh, budget-conscious... We're not always in the mindset where it's like, oh yeah, you can have all of them. I mean, it's I ridiculous assume. how much you'll end up paying if you pay all of these different apps or providers. Why can't or we just have everything on one? Uh, I, I, you know, I say, cable. why can't we? I was just gonna say that. No, 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 but yeah. it's not because a lot of these platforms have original content. Like, um, yes, that's true. What do you watch? Oh yes, yeah, so the morning show. We the morning had show. Morning there you show. go. Thank you. We had little fires everywhere. You get that. I don't watch anything new for the most part. Like I just rewatch the same shows over and over and over again. I very that's rarely true. watch something new. I What's had your motivation? To you into Shit's Creek, but that's become and that took a show. second. Why don't you watch new shows? I don't know. I just I, I love I I don't have a great attention span for TV, so most of the time just on in the background anyway. So I like something that I can pop into and I don't have to pay close attention to. So like The Office, Parks and Rec, um, The Office again. Oh, those Gilmore are girls. so background shows, it's not even funny. I don't start new shows because I have no self-control. So if I start it, I'll finish it in like 48 hours. So That's I'll be good. up until like 3 a.m. just watching episodes. Am I the only one who does that? I don't even know what to say to that. No, there, has, well, there comes a time where you have to sleep. 
No, no, no. You're a psychopath because <laughs> you watch one show, one episode at a time. What? Which I can't do. Like, well, it depends how long the show is. If it's a half hour show, I would probably watch two. Okay. But I'd watch like I, six. I, you know what? It's like Christmas. If you'd watch it all in 48 hours, Christmas is over. Plus, you're talking about the solitary habits of people who don't live, like, aren't trying to watch it with other people. Like, Marianne's trying oh, to watch yeah. some stuff with Joe. I have yeah. three kids. Like, we try to have stuff that we watch together yeah. and getting everyone assembled, even in a pandemic, is actually kind of hard. I never did That's that with true. my family. There's too many of us. I don't think it ever happened that we watched a show together. Never? Maybe Game of Thrones. And I watched the first episode. Um, sitting on a too small couch no, in between no, no. my boyfriend and no. my dad. But my dad had watched it before, so he knew what was happening, and he chose this anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. And it was horrifying. <laughs> What's your longest binge session been? What do you mean? Do you well, mean I'll one do... show? Or like, like how I watched I watched six seasons of Game of Thrones in three weeks. Whoa. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> Outlander, I, I recommend. Well, I do yeah, this weird too. thing, too, where if I do, if I have a new show that, like, comes out with a new season – Instead yeah. of just watching the new season, I have to go back to the beginning. I would be afraid that I would start that and it would be six months would go by and I, would ne- I wouldn't have gotten to the, first, the season that I really wanted to watch. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. Well, sometimes right now. I cheat that and just read what's been written about it and comment. Well, I know what happens. I've watched it so many times, but I just, <laughs> yeah. I want to I be there. I want to be in it. Elise could write her so. own recaps. I'm going to have a side career doing that, but it's only going to be Outlander in the office and that's about it. I wonder if because show. when I grew up, you know, everything was, you just, you waited a week. So I wonder if that's why I well, really have an interest in, like, I mean, I lived through that, those dark periods too. Yeah. But now life that is tough. you can get, yeah. But now that you can get everything right away, like I don't have the patience to wait a whole week. You guys probably were too young for when Netflix just started and you would have to go and put your cue and- um, oh yeah watched it we send it in the mail and then they would send your stuff yeah back. <laughs> i actually have no idea what you're talking about wait really oh i remember that yeah they would go out on saturday nights and we would order a netflix movie for saturday night and we would right. watch that netflix movie mm-hmm. and then after you watch but that it netflix felt like movie, it, they it just... came fast because it was they did pre-screening when everything was instant you're like oh two days later i got my movie all right yeah klein you may you may not have realized that i probably had it and i was waiting till saturday because we were going out and <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't it, want you guys we calling were aware us. of that we were aware of that oh. i just know we had to pick it on like tuesday oh yeah so we could get it yeah. that's fast if you if i picked it on tuesday and i had it by saturday that's pretty fast i can pay more yeah well, no you can get now you can get if i order on tuesday and get it on wednesday. what i'm gonna yeah what i'm gonna watch tonight i have no i have not even thought about how do you how do you find a show there's so many uh channels now it tells you kind of like youtube what you'll like based on what you've yeah. you've had yes so. unless your children are also on your account <laughs> I was yeah. and then and then it's like wait why is it recommending these shows for me i just let other people bully me into it i was just gonna say friends i very rarely find something on my own see that's the thing i don't i don't trust rec- people's recommendations a lot because they don't know what i like so, so see, what do you, you just, watch just don't know i bravo i do watch bravo Although, you know, since the pandemic, my whole views of that have changed. Succession, I really like that. I love Schitt's Creek. I like things where when I'm finished watching them, I feel good. If it's scary in any way, if it's suspenseful in any way, 
I won't sleep that night and I'll, it'll carry it with me for days. There was an episode of Outlander where I watched it in college and I remember showing up to meet a friend for dinner or something and halfway through I was like, look, I just can't. Yes, Can I guess why, which episode it was? <laughs> season finale of season one? Yes, season finale yes. of season one. Super I just said, dark. look, I'm going, I'm going through something. Depressing. I can't be here. Mm-mm. I went home. And then Mm-mm. I kept watching Outlander. Well, because it, it gets better. They get through it. It's I don't like need it therapy. to get better. It can be better. Just exist better. But if you don't have the negative, the positive doesn't hit as good. I don't know. I think the positive, well, A, there's enough negative in the world. Yeah, that's true. That's why Schitt's Creek is so great though. And I feel, and I've been reading about this so much that people are shocked by the fact that just everything was okay most of the time. And besides the whole premise of the show where they lost all of their money and ended up in this town, but (laughs) for the most part, everything was okay and people just loved it. Yeah, but it's even, it's even, you know, something bad happening to them and, and learning, them learning how to still be happy. In Getting back minutes. to being happy. I wish what? I could watch that for the first time again. So today we're here with Gigi Gustin, who is most recently known for playing Rosie on Amazon Prime's Bulge Bracket. Uh, Gigi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. How has everything been in California? California is crazy. Um, it's where I'm meant to be, so I'm happy. But a lot of the industry is still shut down and the fires are crazy. So when you got all those things aside, I'm happy to be here. Have you been able to come home recently? I went back like two months ago, but only for like three days um, just to visit with family. And remind us where home is. It's uh, Glassboro. Glassboro, nice. Okay. So very different from LA. Very different from LA. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Bulge Bracket. So I actually just submitted online. I'm on a bunch of casting sites. All of the actors are when I move out here. And it just came on through. It said, you know, character description, Rosie, um, blah, 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 bulge bracket, web series. And I went, okay, I submitted my photo because I seemed to fit the physical description that they were looking for. And then I just, I went in for the audition in downtown LA in a little theater. And then they called me and and I did, I did the dang thing. <laughs> so wait, they have physical descriptions in their, their casting lists? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it's important. I mean, if you're going to hire someone to play a jock, you have to hire someone that's tall and big. How is that? I feel like it must be weird to apply for a job thinking, well, I have to look a certain way. Um, yeah, I know it can be weird, but it's the name of the game. That's one thing is what you have to understand when you move out here as an actor that you, I can, Gigi Gustin cannot just move to L.A. and play Tomb Raider. I want to do that, but if I want to have success... I have to understand what I look like and what I'm going to be cast as right now until I have the opportunity to show my chops and eventually branch out. So was there any point that you looked through maybe a whole bunch of castings and and what physical descriptions they were looking for and thought that you needed to look any different or change the way that you look? Definitely a little bit. For the most part, like I know my lane and I just understood that none of it is personal. Everything is from a professional casting standpoint. And you're trying to fit the mold of a character. And sometimes you're trying to fit the mold of a character that fits into an already cast family. You already have the mom and the dad and the brother. And if they all have dark hair, you probably can't cast a blonde. All of those things come into play that us as actors have no idea are happening behind the scenes. But definitely when I first moved out here, it was um, a little bit of a struggle to be like, well, where am I placed? Sometimes they ask for model type. I'm like, is that me? Or do I think I look like a model, but does everyone else think I don't? You know, those type of questions do pop into your head, and that's when you have to take out everything personal. So I've had to learn to do everything that I can do to 
do good at what I'm in control of, but also let go of the things that I have no control of. And I have been way more at peace with myself and everything since I have learned to let go. So Bulge Bracket's not the only show that you've been in recently or the only production you've been in recently. What else has been coming out lately? So I've been in a couple films. I actually kind of joined the Asylum family, who is most famous for being the production company behind Sharknado. And um, so I just did a film with them right before the shutdown, actually, called Fast and Fierce Death Race. And that's starring DMX, and I do have a film with him. And I loved doing that movie because I get to play this this tough character. So I have that film that's out on Amazon Prime right now. And then I have another film from Asylum coming out shortly, and actually a Lifetime movie coming out shortly after that. I just can't disclose many details about that one. We know you've got a little bit of grit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We're first on our TVs with American Grit with John Cena, which is a reality show, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, I think 2017. I can't believe it's been that long. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that. Same thing. I submitted to it on a casting website. And what's so crazy is I was um, living in my car at the time that I submitted to this project. Didn't think much about it. And so I was shocked when a week later, a Fox producer called me and they wanted to do a Skype interview with me. And I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, have you seen the show American Grit? And I said, no. They said, we would like for you to watch it before we have our interview. And so I watched the show, and the first season is more athletic, tough people. And so I go, do they not know what I look like? So I actually called the producer back and said, so I watched the show. Uh, I I just want to make sure that you guys are aware of who you're speaking to. (laughs) And they said, no, yes, you're actually exactly what we want for this season because Basically, we don't want the biggest, strongest person to win. We want this to be quote unquote normal people and to see how far the normal person can go. And I was like, that sounds cool. Okay. How did you get to the point where you were living in your car? I moved out when I turned 18 immediately because I didn't have the best relationship with my family. But I moved out way too early. I was ahead of myself. I did not have the money to sustain the life that I was living. And I eventually was super late on my rent and then I lost my job. And oh my gosh, and like, what's so crazy is like once I moved into my ex coworker's basement, I actually, my car broke down the highway and was unfixable and I just had nothing. And then American Grit pops up in my email. So I don't know, I feel like I got a second chance at life, honestly. Spoiler alert to anybody who didn't watch the show, but you won. And you came in episode one, and I don't think anybody would have looked at you and said, this girl's, this girl's going to win it. She's going to dangle however many hundreds of feet over a river or over a lake for, what, two hours, something like that. Something it, like- actually, it actually was three hours. Three it hours? Was, it was insanity. The, of course, it's, in, um, it's just a small segment of a 45-minute episode, but we were up there for three hours. And just a fun fact... John Cena was actually, I think, um, kind of sweating a little bit because he had to leave to go film Saturday Night Live, and they didn't expect our competition to last that long. So the second that we finished, he was off to New York. You had more grit than you bargained for. I get that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, but you came in. I watched this clip maybe 15 times where you got introduced on the first day and you showed up and you said, the princess is here and you had your long nails and they cut it off with a huge kitchen knife. Yep. When you showed up the first day, were you like, I don't know what I'm getting into? Absolutely. Because the truth of the matter is it was very different from season one. So I had no idea what to expect. 
And I'm not one of those people who's been trying to get on a reality show my whole life and watches them and knows about them. So honestly, when I got there, I didn't realize I was going to be staying at a camp with like outdoor showers with like no heat and alligators in the lake. And now I know that you were trying not to be known as a reality TV star, but, but honestly, there are so many people who come off of TV and they can just go on dating shows and competition shows and, and make the rest of their career. Why is that not something you were interested in? It's never really been about that for me. It's never been about the attention. It's always been about the craft. I was born into it. I've been acting on stage since, since I was five. I've been singing on stage since I was five. So dream roles, what are you working toward? It's kind of hard to explain. Have you by chance seen the movie Weird Science? Yes. I'm like an 80s movie buff, so I love them all. I love this character because she's like basically created in a lab. So she's a person, um, but she has these, these traits that make her not of this world and that make her kind of not give a single flying fladoodle about anything. She's just so confident because she doesn't know anything else but that. Now, however, I love horror films so much. I would love for it to be like weird science gone evil. Maybe she takes this beautiful form like the woman in, Le in uh, Weird Science, but she turns into this terrifying entity. And I know that's very specific, but it's just, it's what I want. Yeah, put it out there. I, I will say though, if you do go the horror route, um, I will not be seeing it. Are you I'll scared? Go, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to sit there and, and just wait for something. I guess that means that I'm scared. I guess that's the exact definition. Um, <laughs> of being scared. So I'll support you from the sidelines. I'll totally tell everybody to watch it. You know what? I appreciate that. And I would just have to let you know there's a Bulge Bracket season two. Yeah. Is it only six episodes? Only six episodes as of now. Uh, we are working on finding the means and the backing to be able to do a season two, but longer episodes. So fingers crossed for us. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate getting to talk about all this. Thank you so much to Gigi for being on with us this week. So are you really, you won't see that scary movie? Like I have to go see that by myself? No. I yeah. support that, Elise. Yeah, no, I think the world's scary enough right now. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> That's valid. All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for shows, send them my way on Instagram at Marianne Aliardi. But remember, I do like happy shows. Throw in some scary ones just for the fun of it. <laughs>